to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. I reached out and wrapped my arms carefully around her shoulders. She leaned into my chest, still hiding her face. Did she think I had ever been anything but overjoyed to hear my name on her lips? It was one of my favorite sounds, along with the sound of her breath, the sound of her heart. I whispered my response into her ear. Don't be self-conscious. If I could dream at all, it would be about you, and I'm not ashamed of it. How I had once wished to be able to dream of her, how I'd ached for that, and now reality was better than dreams. I wouldn't want to miss one second of it for any kind of unconsciousness. Emily! Hi! We have some new patrons to thank and shout out. Yay. <laughs> so happy to have you guys here. Um, thank you to Anna from Parts Unknown. Uh, welcome to Richard, also Parts Unknown. <laughs> Maggie from Michigan. Bella from Australia. Haley from Kentucky. Maggie from California. Hannah from Illinois. Cade from who knows where? And Alexa from Hawaii. Hi, everyone. Hi, and thank you. Welcome. <laughs> um, my updates for today are to tell you guys all that you can still get one month for free if you join Patreon annually. Still? We're going to keep a one month free. No longer two, oh, okay. but you can get one. Oh, my gosh. Which is still fun. Also, we just added to the shop the option to purchase the dust sleeve book jacket covers (laughs) individually instead of as the set we're still working on getting the paperback sizing so those aren't quite available yet but they probably will be by the end of this month but if you're looking for just a single one of the covers in the hardback you can get that on our etsy shop and you know what thank you to everybody who who bought those our first order of those sold out 
in a day. It was so fast. It was amazing. And they're so beautiful. But they, it was, thank you so much for buying those. That's amazing. Definitely. Erin is also working on doing some resizing for other things that will come to the shop later on. So stay tuned for those. And she just sent us, in fact, like two minutes ago, <laughs> our newest character design, which is super cute. It's cute. It'll probably be available by the end of January as well, maybe February. But we have lots of fun things planned for the shop. So follow us on Instagram if you don't already. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. I'm so happy to be back. I know. That was weird and not weird. It was fine because everybody deserves to take a break sometimes, but it was like, it was a really long break for us. It was longer for us than it was for you guys because you got like an episode in there. But man, I've missed sitting here doing this. Me too. This is fun. Uh, this week we're talking about Midnight Sun Chapter 18, Mind, Mind Over, Over Matter. Matter. And... Since it's been a while, last week, if you guys remember, Edward and Bella just stared at each other for <laughs> most of the chapter. There was a buble. Mm -hmm. There was some very, very intense falling in love. Yes. And there was a very wild run back to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, first kiss. A firsty kiss. Ah! So exciting. <laughs> And this first page of chapter 18, Edward has never been happier. <laughs> I literally am like, dude, Edward, tone it down a bit on the Edward brag. <laughs> <laughs> he, so they're back in the truck. He insisted on driving, of course. And he, he's like, you know, this is, this is better because I am a very overwhelmed right now, so I can't imagine how overwhelmed Bella must be. And also, if she was driving, we couldn't do things like gaze into each other's <laughs> eyes and hold each other's hands and just generally radiate joy. <laughs> Stop bragging, Edward. Some of the rest of us can do that while we're driving. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he is so filled with happiness that he he's laughing and he's like this laughing feels like the only way for me to let the light out of my body yeah part of me is like oh come on eddie people fall in love all the time but then the other part of me the much bigger part the more important part is like i'm so glad edward's happy like that's all i've wanted for 18 chapters is for edward to feel joy it's beautiful mm -hmm. so he's having a grand old time he decides to see what bella has going on the radio and when he turns it on, he finds that it's literally not even a station. <laughs> it's just static. And he's like, well, I guess that makes sense because her truck is really loud. But he he finds a station and he's very pleased to find that it's playing a song called Pledging My Love. <laughs> Did you look it up? No. I looked it up. Maybe we'll do that on the bonus ode. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Cute. It's really beautiful. Um, he starts to sing along with it, and he's so happy that he gets to sing the words always and forever, I'll love only you, to Bella. And Bella, how dare you not tell me about this uh, can in you Twilight? Imagine having your <laughs> vampire sweetheart singing to you, and you're just like, the ride home was fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bella. Bella. 
Bella just is staring at Edward, of course, and she asks him about music, specifically music in the 50s. And Edward is very not like me of his music. And he's like, the 50s were fine, better than the 60s or 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Emily's like, what? But then he goes, the 80s were bearable. (laughs) Excuse excuse you. Excuse you, Edward Cullen. (laughs) Did you listen to He just, I don't think he ever... He was never in love. He never sat down and bawled his eyes out (laughs) to pictures of you right you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah maybe now he'll get more into it maybe (laughs) this is the beginning of a new new age of his recording (laughs) sessions (laughs) um Bella then is like uh how old are you again (laughs) and he's like well does it matter age is just a number baby (laughs) She's like, no, I, I just wonder, though. And Edward's like, okay, I thought we were past all of the stuff, but par- there's a lot more stuff we have to still <laughs> yeah, talk about. <laughs> way too much, to be honest. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I wonder what she's imagined already. I guess I may as well just tell her. And so he stares into her eyes. <laughs> You're driving, Edward. It's fine. His his <laughs> vampire is driving. Oh, the monster's mm-hmm. driving. He's staring at Bella. Exactly. And he tells her that he was born in Chicago in 1901, and he stops looking at her so she can have her freak out reaction <laughs> in peace. But he Do still <laughs> looks out the corner of his eye, and she's she's fine. So we all know that I immediately was like, oh my gosh, he was born in the same city at the same year as, as Walt, Walt Disney. Disney. Do you think Bella knew? Nah, she's nah. not a Disney girl. She didn't do a report yeah. on Walt Disney like I did. <laughs> I don't even remember what class that was for. There was some class that I did a presentation on Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, no, Kirby did a a big, huge, like, report with, like, even, like, a big oh, poster board. Poster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> handouts. He even dressed up as Walt Disney one year for Halloween. Certainly was wearing Disney uh, attire. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I was the only one who went out. Everyone else just, like, had a piece of paper instead of the front <laughs> of the class. And my teacher, I remember specifically, because sh- I was a ch- person, and she was like, you don't have to do anything else for extra credit, Emily. You already have an A in this class. <laughs> you are Hermione. <laughs> it's like, okay, sorry, <laughs> but I did a better job than everyone. <laughs> Not sorry. Anyway, yes, they are twins. Uh, (laughs) And Edward notices how, like, very, very composed Bella is about this. And he's like, ah, we both compose ourselves. How cute. Um, And then he goes on to tell her about his bite and how Carlisle found him in the hospital in 1918, dying of the Spanish influenza. And Bella is a surprise about this, but Edward assures her it was a long time ago. I don't really remember it. Yeah, he doesn't remember coughing, Mm-mm. having a lung infection. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, Bella doesn't say anything. And so then Edward, he's like, I, I know that I told myself I was going to be completely honest with Bella, but I guess I don't have to be like completely <laughs> honest about everything. Edward. Which I disagree with. You could tell Bella anything from here on out and she'd be fine with Mm -hmm. it. But Edward still wants to make sure he doesn't overwhelm her. She'd be happier with it. Mm -hmm. So he makes sure not to tell her the exact process 
of a bite and he tells her um he remembers how it felt to be saved (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) and she asks about his parents and he tells her that they already had died from the disease and that um that's why carlisle chose him because he didn't have anyone else and no one would ever realize he was gone but Bella, she knows what she wants. And she's like, how did he save you? Oh. <laughs> and Edward's like, well, <laughs> you know, most of us really don't have the strength required for it. Uh, but Carlisle's always been very compassionate. <laughs> and then he cutely says, I don't think you could find his equal throughout all of history. I agree. But for Edward, it was merely very, very painful. <laughs> <laughs> I think Edward, I mean, obviously he's never going to give himself a break, but he is, he's Carlisle's equal. I mean, he, he did kill a lot of people, but as far as like compassion and, and like sweetness, mm-hmm. yeah, he's right up there. And Esme, hello. 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 Edward. <laughs> Edward, he's thinking about how he should be sad about like the fact that his parents died or whatever, but because he really doesn't remember it, he doesn't care that much. <laughs> Um, but he does definitely remember the three days of pain. And he thinks to himself, if Bella ever did want to become a vampire, all he'd have to do is remember those three days of pain. And he knows his answer would be a for sure no. Oh, my goodness. Because he doesn't want Bella to ever have to feel anything like that. Fine. <laughs> Fine. So uh, let somebody else do it. <laughs> give it to Alice. You just go away for a week. Yes, take a break. You don't have to see anything. Come back and voila, vampire girlfriend. <laughs> Not breakable at all. Not at all. Uh, he tells her more about the story and he tells her that Carlisle was very lonely and that he was the first person that Carlisle changed, but Esme came soon after. And Esme was brought straight to the hospital morgue even though her heart was still beating. There was no chance for her. You know that it was a man. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> She's going to die. The hospital's already sick of other people, and this one <laughs> seems pretty dead to me. Ew. <laughs> Bella assumes that you have to be dying to become a vampire, and Edward tells her, no, that's just Carlisle. Uh, he wouldn't change anyone if they had any other choice. It It is easier, he says, though, if the blood is weak. Easier for who exactly, Carlisle? <laughs> Maybe for the person. If their blood is changing. weak. If they're like, already, they're so already it's experiencing, like, you know, confusion. I mean, because all I've heard from Edward is that it was just pain, pain, pain. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, Edward thinks that that was too many details to share. But... Bella just asks about Emmett and Rosalie, and he tells her that Rosalie was next, and he thinks, (laughs) well, he tells her that Carlisle just happened to hope that Rosalie would be to Edward what Esme was to him, and he was very careful with his thoughts around Edward. (laughs) And then Edward thinks to himself, I remembered my disgust when he'd finally slipped. Disgust! <laughs> Imagine disliking somebody so much that you're like, oh, oh, oh. You wanted me to hold her head. 
<laughs> you wanted me to play with her? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <sighs> he goes on to talk about how much Rosalie just ruined everything. He's like, Rosalie had not been a welcome addition in the beginning. In truth, life had been more complicated for all of us ever since her inclusion. <laughs> and learning... That Carlisle had envisioned an even closer relationship for her and me was horrifying. <laughs> it's so funny. The extent of my aversion would be impolite to share. <laughs> Ungentlemanly. Oh, wow. Oh, so wow. there's a lot to unpack here. Um, a lot of people give Carlisle definite big thumbs down for this. Uh, you know, you don't just, you know convert someone to your cult just for the specific reason isn't that you want them to date your son a lot of people do though <laughs> i mean it certainly is a practice oh, i agree with that word i'm so grossed <laughs> out so he tells bella she was never more than a sister and two years later she found emmett they were hunting. He was getting attacked by a bear. She carried him back to Carlisle more than a hundred miles. Dude, Rosalie is strong AF. Yeah, she is. I love it. Carlisle was doing research, blah, 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 libraries. He was studying pathology. He was studying diseases. Mm -hmm. Love it. Rosalie didn't want to have anything to do with anyone. Ever. Like Literally she'd go hunt anyone. by herself. <laughs> she'd go <laughs> off and do things. She was not into this being a family. Why she stayed with them would be a question I'd be interested to learn that more about. That is a good question that I had never even considered. I, I mean, is it just, I would love to know, is it out of like loneliness you know, she didn't want to be alone. She never wanted to be alone, even when she was human. She wanted to be married. She wanted to have a family. Um, or is it like out of, she knows that Carlisle's good and so out of loyalty to him? I don't know. It's very interesting. It like, is. Is Carlisle so good that even Rosalie would stay just because she wanted to? Because then when you said that, I was like, well, maybe she's just waiting for something better to come along. But then this happens. She finds Emmett. Carlisle <laughs> turns him. It's very interesting that the two of them decide to stay with the family instead of just she leaves with him after. Okay, but um, in that case, it's Emmett. Because Emmett's like, what? Cool new brother, hot new <laughs> wife, parents who are going to do literally everything for me. I am here for this. <laughs> like, imagine Emmett just being like, ha, I just got the best thing in the <laughs> What? Thank you. We're staying. That, and she's like, shit. That makes more sense. Dang it. <laughs> I guess Every I'm once staying. in a while, she can talk him into leaving for a couple of years. <laughs> and then he's like, I really miss Edward. <laughs> can we go back? Aw. <laughs> really cute. She's like, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, Rosalie was out hunting by herself and... Edward never, ever doubted the fact that Rosalie could take care of herself. He says that she was incredibly gifted at self-control, mostly due to stubbornness. Yeah, whatever it takes, though, <laughs> yeah. you know? So there they are. One day, Rosalie's out hunting, and they hear her running faster and heavier than usual. And then they smell all of this blood. And <laughs> Edward 
He immediately thinks that perhaps Rosalie found another one of her attackers and she killed him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not that she accidentally killed another random human. Right. Because if you guys remember (laughs) during Rosalie's first year of being a vampire, she disappeared on her several missions of revenge. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Big fan. Yep. You know, go kill people if you need to, if you're Rosalie and a vampire. If you're Rosalie and a vampire and you were gang raped, go mm-hmm. kill them all. Go kill them. Fine with that. If you're anybody and you were gang raped, go kill them. I, I don't care. <laughs> Do it. You have my blessing. You can <laughs> even tell me. You can tell them it was me. I told you to. Mm-hmm. It's Blame, fine. Yep. Mary Blame me. Blame me permission. It's fine. <laughs> I gotcha. Edward already had known that she had this whole revenge plan, and he tells Carlisle, and Carlisle has one talk with her, and then he's like, you know what? You do you. (laughs) It's fine. Parenting goals, you know what I mean? (laughs) Neither of us could argue that she didn't deserve vengeance. (laughs) Man, Carlisle is my goals for parenting. Edward had figured that she'd found them all by now, though, because she hadn't thought about it for a while. But he just figures that she happened to find another one. So when she comes in with an actual gigantic human in her hands. (laughs) Such a cute curly head, too. A curly head, barely unconscious. Edward's like, what the heck? But then Rosalie screams to Carlisle, save him, please. And when she said that, she had to inhale some more, and then she had to smell this blood. And Carlisle gets it. He he takes Emmett, lays him down on Esme's rug that Edward usually barfs on. <laughs> and <laughs> Did you love it, though, how he didn't know Emmett's name, so he kept referring to him as the man? The and man. I was like, we should ask Victoria to do a the man count for this chapter only. <laughs> just one. Just one for no, it's ever, it's ever, yeah, oh. just one chapter, but it's like he says the man a few times. <laughs> I really loved it. I notice he doesn't call him the boy. No, Emmett is a man. (laughs) Um, But Emmett is too far gone to even groan. Mm. Edward's just watching all of this and he's like, I know I shouldn't be here because, you know, all the blood. Esme's already left. (laughs) Bye. While Carlisle starts to look over him, um, Edward says that his skin has just been torn to shreds. Bones are clearly broken. And Carlisle's like, it's too late. I can't do anything for him. And then he thinks, how can I bear to hurt her again? Like, he doesn't want to tell Rosalie that he can't save this person. Rosalie keeps yelling at him. He's dying. He's dying. What are you waiting for? And so Carlisle's like, um. But then, luckily, Edward stuck around because he realizes what Rosalie is asking. And he translates and says, Carlisle, she doesn't mean for you to heal him. She means for you to save him. And Rosalie gives Edward a grateful glance. <laughs> and the he's way like, he'd never seen before. <laughs> she never been grateful at me. <laughs> and then he's like, whoa, she's pretty when she's nice. <laughs> um, it doesn't take Carlisle to understand. And Edward says, then I saw exactly how much he would do for Rosalie and how much he felt he owed her. There was barely any deliberation. 
Um, he tells everyone to get out, so Edward grabs Rosalie by her bloodied arm, and they run to a river <laughs> and do <laughs> he a just dunk. Throws her in. <laughs> Wash. I'm gonna read this whole paragraph. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> They're lying in the cool mud at the river's edge while Rosalie was letting the blood sluice from her dress and her skin. We had our first real conversation. She didn't speak often, just showed me in her mind how she'd found the man, a total stranger, about to die, and how something in his face had made that future intolerable to her. She didn't have any... (laughs) She didn't have words for why. She didn't have words for how, how she'd managed to complete her harrowing journey without killing him herself. I saw her run for miles, faster than she'd ever moved before, aching to satisfy her thirst the entire way. While she relived it all, her mind was unguarded and vulnerable. She was trying to understand, too, almost as confused as I was. Edward (laughs) then is like, I didn't really want anyone else to be in the family, and honestly, (laughs) I didn't really ever care about what Rosalie wanted. But now that I was able to see it through her eyes, I could only root for her happiness. For the first time, we were on the same side. They sluice in the river for a while, (laughs) waiting for Carlisle to come get them. And he tells her not to worry, because if Carlisle had been unsuccessful, he would just come and get them. So they just hang out for a couple hours. And when Carlisle finally came to call us home, we returned as brother and sister. Edward realizes that it's been simply a moment since he actually spoke out loud to Bella because he's just been remembering this in his head. What was the last thing that she even said to him? She asked Wait. about. She said, and Emmett and Rosalie. It's been a whole. Oh, he like, said, Carlisle brought Rosalie to our family next. I didn't realize till later that he was hoping she what would be to me what Emma, Esme was to him. He was careful about his thoughts around me. And then Mm -hmm. it's like five pages, and then he goes, it was just like one second since I last (laughs) spoke. That's so uncomfortable to me, just like how much else Edward can be doing while you're just talking to him. (laughs) Like, he's reliving entire hours in a second. (laughs) Yeah. It's nervous. (laughs) Um... (laughs) He goes on to tell Bella that he can only guess how difficult that was for her. He's holding Bella's hand, and he puts her hand to his cheek, or his Ugh. hand to her cheek. How dare ye. There's hands on cheeks. <laughs> it's turning dark. The sky is purple outside. And Bella's like, but she made it. And he says, yes, yeah, she saw something in his face that made her strong enough. Amazing that she'd been right. Astonishing that they'd matched up perfectly like two halves of a whole. And he tells her they've been together ever since. Sometimes they live separately from us as a married couple. And Edward thinks about how nice those (laughs) times are because uh, heard heard only by my inescapable mental reach were a grueling ordeal. (laughs) Poor Edward. (laughs) Um, He tells them that they decided to be... Uh, younger when they moved to Forks, so they all enrolled in high school, but he supposes they'll have to go to their wedding again in a few years (laughs) because Rosalie loved to get married. I think that's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to get married many more times, too. Right? I honestly would. I think it'd be fun. Just choose new colors Uh every time. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh, Bella asks about Alice and Jasper. And Edward's like, these guys are weird. So (laughs) they both developed what we call a conscience uh, without any outside guidance. 
Jasper had belonged to another family. <laughs> I avoided the correct word. If you said coven, Bella would not care. Bella would be like, that's Vampire so cool. Coven. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want her to go Googling any more things. <laughs> Can't give her any more keywords. Oh my gosh. Um, and that it was a very different kind of family. He got really depressed, so he went off on his own, and Alice found him. And she also has a gift above and beyond the norm for our kind. Listen to me. <laughs> Bella is Galadriel. Or at least she's, like, related. She sees things, things that might happen, things that are Oh, coming. you mean Alice. Oh, yeah, that's what yes. I mean. I'm sorry. Alice is Galadriel. Yes. Right? Because yes. she sees things, things that might happen, things that are coming. <laughs> and some things <laughs> that have not yet. yet come to pass. Thank you. <laughs> Very For good. indulging me. Of course. Quarter, though. Sorry. <laughs> um, Edward is still so kind of sad that this um, vision of him and Bella being human Bella future is kind of hazy, even though the Bella Alice arms wrapped around vampire future was crystal clear. <laughs> but it's fine. We made it through today. Whatever. And Bella's like, whoa, that's cool. I thought that you were the only one who could hear people's thoughts. And he's like, yeah, but she knows things. She's Gladriel. <laughs> um, but it's very subjective because the future isn't set in stone and things change. Ah, nice <laughs> try, Edward. Real good try. And then he looks at Bella and notices her, her cream and apricot skin. <laughs> just as it should be. <laughs> that's a little... Um, a little glance to our grandmother apricot <laughs> chapter, beginning of new moon. A nod, mm -hmm. a wink. <laughs> Tip of the hat. Uh, Bella asks, what kind of things does she see? And Edward tells her, well, she saw Jasper and knew that he was looking for her even before he knew it himself. And then he thinks to himself, their union had been a magical thing. Whenever Jasper thought of it, the entire household relaxed into dreamy contentment. So powerful were his communal emotions. Cute. That's the cutest. <laughs> I've never tabbed a section of my book faster than I did that one. I definitely, I tabbed in my own tab. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, so cute. Whenever he thought about it, everyone just gets so freaking happy. <laughs> The cutest Jasper. thing. Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw, indeed. Uh, hmm. I forgive you, Jasper. <laughs> it's not your fault. Um, he continues thinking to himself how he missed when Alice and Jasper first came over um, <laughs> to an extremely wary Carlisle, a frightened Esme, and a hostile Rosalie. <laughs> Jasper's warlike appearance had them all so apprehensive. Ballas knew exactly what to say to ease their anxiety. Of course she knew exactly what to say. She envisioned every possible version of this momentous <laughs> meeting and then chosen the best. <laughs> Listen, Imagine. it's Alice's world. We're just living in it. That's true. I'm convinced. I wish I could go back to our interview and ask Stephanie if this was all Alice. Like, like does Alice wake <laughs> up every day? Think about all of the different ways that the day could go, and she just chooses her favorite one and goes with that. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, 
and she's so sweet and everybody trusts her. So all she has to do is be like, all right, Emily, I saw this and this and this and this. So you've got to do this. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay. Sure. Right? Right. Oh, gee. She's not malicious. You <laughs> oh, know. What? She she wants good things she for her She wants family, good things. Not just herself. If good things happen to her people, then they also happen to her. Mm-hmm. If Edward ends up with Bella, then Alice also ends up with Bella. <laughs> Hello. That just, it adds like a whole new level of reading this book. I know. It's all I can think about. Like what else could have happened if Alice did something differently that morning or picked out a different outfit? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, what is Alice up to every hour of the day? Um... <clears throat> so Alice specifically chose to come on a day when Emmett and Edward were not at the house. <laughs> and when they get there a couple days later, Edward is shocked by how everyone is just <laughs> under Alice's spell. This whole meeting of Alice is the most adorable thing I've ever, ever read. So there they are. They walk into the house. Jasper's standing there in the corner. <laughs> probably sleeveless. I don't know. <laughs> With a cowboy, with hat, a cowboy hat, hat on, boots yes. On. <laughs> Naked besides the, the hat and the boots. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I have to close my book and go. Goodbye, everybody. Love you. <laughs> and Emmett walks in and he takes one look at Jasper's <laughs> warlike appearance and he's ready to fight. But before he can do anything, Alice runs over to Edward, gives him a big hug, and Edward is like mostly confused but fine because he just hears Alice think oh Edward at last my brother we're finally together (laughs) oh my gosh and he can just feel how much she loves him right off the bat that he doesn't even question it he's just like all right Emmett this is our new little sister Alice (laughs) that one's Jasper you'll like him (laughs) do you think (laughs) never mind it's not even a question (laughs) Alice already knew about Bella at this meeting oh uh I think she knew about Bella before she knew about Jasper. She she, she knew about Bella. Bella's the whole crux of this family. She says that she knew that she needed to go to Carlisle for her family. Uh-huh. She needed to go to Carlisle because Bella, Bella was going to be in Forks. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is my favorite interpretation of this ever. <laughs> Um, He goes, this tiny immortal knew me perfectly better than anyone else in my current or former family. While she's hugging him, she thinks about all of their fun adventures for the next year. And uh, Edward, in that instant, knew her too. It's very cute. And Edward, still thinking to himself, (laughs) it's like, there's so many stories I could tell Bella about Alice. Um, I could have spent the rest of the week just telling Bella bullet points about her. Instead, I'm just going to give her the straight up details. <laughs> but I wish he would have told her that she, uh, as soon as he, she hugs him and then he's like, oh, okay, this is my sister. And then he goes, this is Alice Emmett. She's part of our family. And that's Jasper. You're going to love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish. Oh, that's just so good. It's, it's beautiful. so cute. He tells Bella that Alice is most sensitive to non-humans, and she can always tell when other vampires are coming into town. Bella's like, "Well, is there a lot of your kind?" And he goes, "No, we don't really settle in any one place unless you're like one of us who's given up eating you people." <laughs> also, a lot is subjective. Mm-hmm. A lot compared to what? No, I just think she should have watched Buffy. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like, there's at least two or three every night. <laughs> new ones. Just in Sunnydale. <laughs> he tells her that... Um, so people like him can live together with humans. They've only found one other family like theirs who live in Alaska. And they lived together for a time until they came, until they became too noticeable. And then he thinks to himself, also, Tanya harassed me constantly. Mm-hmm. Had to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And she asks about the others. And they've reached Bella's house. He parks in her spot, turns off the engine. And tells her that mostly they're nomads. Every once in a while, they run across others, mostly because we're all generally in the north. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why is that? Bella. (laughs) Well. Did you see me today? (laughs) Do you remember? Outside. Remember the open shirt? (laughs) I simply cannot go outside during the day (laughs) in the sun. And it gets really boring if you can only go outside at night. And she's like, ah, so that's where the legends come from. And Edward says, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing full well where they come from. But uh, the vulture... He doesn't want to talk about Aro Mm -hmm. yet. No. We're not ready for this conversation. I cannot talk about Uncle Aro to you. He is crazy. (laughs) Uncle Aro. I just... I really love the arrow that the fans have mm-hmm. painted in like the just the new context mm-hmm. which we give him. <laughs> and in that world, Aro would insist that Carlisle's family call him Uncle Aro. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Aro, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now come here. Oh my Let me touch you. <laughs> Um, Edward is certain that the Volturi will not have anything to do with Bella aside from her noticing the lore that they've created. <laughs> she asks where Alice came from if she was part of another family, and he tells her, nope. Also, that's very weird. She doesn't remember her human life at all. And then Edward remembers <laughs> <laughs> the first memory that Alice has, which was a vision. And she... She she sees herself outside, shimmering in the sun, doesn't know what she is, doesn't know who she is. And then her vision is just a man's face with deep red eyes and golden hair. And she sees him saying a name, which is Alice. And she's like, I guess that's my name. <laughs> and that's all she gets to go off of. Do we know who this is? That's Lestat. Uh, right? <laughs> I am shook. Am I wrong? I don't know. A beautiful golden-haired vampire? It's a mane of golden Looking hair, Looking fierce no but less. broken? Scarred but beautiful? Sounds like Lestat to me. <laughs> You're right. Why Why do you do that? You had to save her from James. Just thought she was so cute. Mm-hmm. And he hated James. James is the worst. We all hate James. <laughs> His stupid cat, like, pounce thing. No, nobody needs that. His vlog channel. <laughs> Not subscribing. We don't need it. <laughs> um, he tells Bella she doesn't know who created her. She woke up alone. Whoever made her walked away. And no one understands why or how he could. 
and how if she hadn't had a vision and been able to see Jasper and Carlisle and know that she'd get to hang out with Bella one day, she would have turned into a total savage. Imagine a feral <laughs> Alice. The world would not survive that. No, she'd be, she'd go straight to the top. Literally, there would be no more humans. No. I, oh, amazing. <laughs> Bella's thinking about this for a while and he's like, that's fine. I know it took us a while to <laughs> get used to Alice as well. <laughs> and then Bella has a stomach gurgle and Edward's like, oh shit yeah no okay he's like and then her stomach gurgled and I realized that we'd been together all day and she'd eaten nothing and that time also Edward she hadn't had a sip of water she had not peed she had not farted there'd been no human breaks (laughs) it's just been like her beautiful immortal boyfriend all day long Mm -hmm. she must feel horrible physically (laughs) Uh, she can't tell she doesn't notice it's true Mm -hmm. however (laughs) it's an adrenaline rush (laughs) Um, he then is like, I need to keep better track of her human needs. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm keeping you from dinner. And she's like, I'm fine. Don't leave. No, no, no. <laughs> Edward, go go to a restaurant. He thinks about it. I know. Later. I know. I was very happy that he actually does because I was very mad about that in Twilight. And to know that he actually does think maybe I should just take her out. I'm like, thank God. You know what they should have done? A drive through. Oh, absolutely. And then you can just sit in the bed of the truck mm-hmm. while Bella eats. And hang out. How dreamy is that? Get her some blankies. Yes, blankie it up. (sighs) Edward doesn't know. He doesn't. It's fine. Bella doesn't care. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I care about. She doesn't (laughs) care at all. He tells her he's never spent much time around anyone who eats food, even though he spends eight hours every day for the past, (laughs) I don't know, 50 years. With teenagers. Living with teenagers. Who only think about food. Bad excuse, He Edward. ignores all of them. They're all idiots. <laughs> he goes, I forget. That was a poor excuse. <laughs> um, Bella's like, okay, but I want to stay with you. And he's like, well, can I come in? And she's like, <laughs> uh, do you, do you want to come in? My house? And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. And Edward suddenly feels very guilty. (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to have to tell her. How am I going to broach such a shameful admission? (laughs) You got to. You got (laughs) to tell her, sweetie. (sighs) He opens her door for her. They get out. We walked together at human speed across her shadowed silent yard as if this were a normal thing. Um, he pulls the key from the top of the uh, door and opens the door. And she's like, was it unlocked? <laughs> He's no. like, I literally just unlocked it. I'm a creep. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't see. She raised both eyebrows at him. <laughs> and he goes, well, I was curious about you. Jeez. She's like, you spied on me? Uh... And he just goes... What else is there to do at night? <laughs> it was a wrong choice, a cowardly choice. She heard only a joke, not an admission. <laughs> Bella just is like, all right, well, we'll come in. They go inside. She turns on the lights. He sits down at the table and looks around. 
and he notices that it's very tidy and warm and there's this yellow paint on everything and that everything smells like Bella. Oh, she's like a kitty. She just goes up and rubs her cheek on things. <laughs> she spits on everything. <laughs> <sighs> she stares at Edward for a little bit, confused. Um, he points at the refrigerator. <laughs> So she goes and pulls out a casserole. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, should I have taken her to dinner? Yes. I just, I didn't want to share her with anyone. And I didn't want to not be able to say the things that we wanted to say, you know? <laughs> she puts a plate of food in the microwave. And he smells oregano and onions and garlic and tomato sauce. Mm. And he's like, maybe I should learn how to cook. <laughs> I know I can't taste anything, but it's just math, right? I think I could teach myself and, you know, I can smell stuff. Uh, Adorable. And then, because suddenly I felt sure that this was just the first of our quiet evenings in rather than a singular event, we would have years of this. She and I together, just enjoying each other's company. So many hours. The light inside me seemed to stretch and grow, and I thought again that I might shatter. Oh no, how sweet. He just wants to cook for Bella and hang out in a kitchen with her. He wants to marry her already. <laughs> Bella's like, how often? And Edward's like, what? <laughs> She's like, how often do you come here? He's like, oh. <laughs> Time to have courage. <laughs> His admission is very brave. I come here almost every night. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, why? (laughs) He's like, well, you're interesting when you sleep. (laughs) You talk. Bella. No. Never heard anything more horrifying than this. Because she just remembered the sex dream. (laughs) Edward notices that the entire room gets much warmer from her blush. <laughs> and he asks if he, if she's angry with him. And she's like, well, that depends. Oh, no. But Edward's like, depends on what? What? <laughs> I don't understand. What could make it less or more horrible? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, does she think that I'm gross and that I was, like, trying to catch a glimpse of something while she was asleep? I mean, what else would a man do looking and you're being there doing that? <laughs> um, He thinks about trying to explain it to Bella and how he was. It wasn't so much about her, but about her dying. <laughs> the microwave goes off. Bella doesn't say anything, and so he's like, depends on. She's like, what you heard? (laughs) And then he's like, oh, she's just embarrassed. That's fine. (laughs) Um, She had nothing to be ashamed of. So he jumps up, grabs her hands, and he says, don't be upset. (laughs) And he tells her all the things that she talks about. You miss your mother, and you worry about her. And when it rains, it makes you restless. You used to talk about home a lot. Once you said it's too green. <laughs> She's like, anything else? And he's like, well, you did say my name. <laughs> uh, and she goes, a lot? And he goes, what do you mean by a lot? <laughs> she just goes, oh, no. <laughs> and then Edward really understands. So he grabs her, pulls her into a hug. And he can't even believe that she would think that he had been anything but so happy to hear that. 
And then he tells her our favorite Edward line, don't be self-conscious. If I could dream at all, it would be about you, and I'm not ashamed of it. Edward Cullen. Her body relaxed, a happy sound, almost a hum or a purr (laughs) side out of her. Cute. I relate. Could this, this, he goes, could this really be it? Was I to have no punishment at all for my outrageous behavior? This felt more like a reward. I knew I owed her a deeper penance. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. She's like, okay, that's fine. Oh, you mean you liked it? Okay. (laughs) That's, That's different then. Um... Then Edward hears Charlie driving up along the road. <laughs> you can tell that he's tired. And hungry. <laughs> and hungry. And he wants to be home. Edward doesn't move. He just does a cheek-to-cheek press. Oh, <laughs> I want a cheek-to-cheek press. Until Bella also hears the, the cruiser pulling up. <laughs> and she stiffens. And Edward asks if her father should know that he's here. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And so he gives her a hair kiss and then disappears up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like frozen. Edward. <laughs> he just went to the top of the stairs though. And so he laughs loud enough that she can hear him. <laughs> um, and Charlie comes stomping in, scrapes his boots off, uh, opens the door. Bella. Bella. <laughs> <laughs> he smells her food. He gets a stomach grumble as well. And Edward's like, oh my gosh, Bella still hasn't eaten anything. (laughs) I supposed it was a good thing her father had interrupted us. I would starve her at this rate. (laughs) Or just feed her. Mm -hmm. Bring food next time. Mm -hmm. Pack a picnic. Mm. Um, He is a little sad that she wasn't like super enthusiastic about being like, yes, meet Charlie. But it's fine. She has a lot to think about before she does that, I guess. And maybe she'll never want him to know that she had someone like me in love with her. Edward, it's not you. It's Bella. (laughs) Yeah. She's messed up. And then he goes, and truly, (laughs) it would have been inconvenient to meet her father officially in my current state of dress or undress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Shirt is still open? Unbuttoned and open. I don't believe he put the sweater back on. It's just still, still. He Mm -hmm. does not do up his shirt ever for Mm -hmm. the rest of this chapter. No. (laughs) I'm still convinced it's tight around his waist. Very, what's that one? Hit me baby one more time. Is it? Yes. Is that the look I'm thinking? Uh Yep. (laughs) Bella's like, I'm in here. Charlie grunts over it, <laughs> closes the door, he stomps towards the kitchen. He asks if Bella can get him some of that because he's bushed. <laughs> oh, Charlie. <laughs> and so Bella makes Charlie a plate. Charlie sits down. Bella's eating. Um, she gets some milk. Gross. And she sits down and eats with Charlie. Um, she asks about how his day was, and he tells her it was good, and that the fish were biting, and he asks if she got everything done that she wanted to, and she tells him, no, it was too nice to stay indoors, and he's like, <laughs> it was a nice day. <laughs> 
So wait a minute. So Charlie went fishing, right? Mm-hmm. He drove the cruiser to the lake. I guess. He doesn't have another car. No. Charlie. You're the chief. Listen, if someone gives you a car, you drive that car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are, but I think it's only supposed to be for like official police something, something, something. I mean, you're, you're most likely correct, but listen. <laughs> okay. Charlie, DGAF, you know? Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> I think Fork's a DGAF as well. <laughs> They're like, listen, you can drive your cruiser around as long as, like, if something happens, you just, like, put your badge on. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Edward hears a chair move, and Charlie asks Bella, in a hurry? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to bed early. <laughs> and Charlie's like, um, you kind of look keyed up. And Bella, she just... He sees Bella look over to the hall and blush a little bit through Charlie's <laughs> eyes. And then Charlie starts thinking about this old yellow car and the Forks High School gym and a porch swing and a girl with bright green breaths in her hair and two red vinyl seats at a shiny chrome bar at a, in a tacky diner oh, no. and a girl with long dark curls walking along a beach under the moon oh no charlie and bella's <laughs> like oh do i she's washing her dishes and charlie's still thinking about the the moon on the beach and he's like it's saturday <laughs> and neither edward or bella have any idea what charlie is trying to say (laughs) and so he's like no plans tonight and then edward's like oh are these saturday nights from his youth edward and bella are the both the most unobservant people ever (laughs) oh and she goes no dad i just want to get some sleep And Charlie's like, well, are none of the boys in town your type? And Edward's like, is he worried she's not getting the teen experience? (laughs) What was I keeping her from? Um, But he's like, no, we belong together. Bella tells Charlie, no, none of the boys have caught my eye yet. And Charlie goes, well, I thought maybe that Mike Newton. (laughs) And then Bella just throws her casserole at her dad. (laughs) And also Edward (laughs) rips something, (laughs) rips a tree out of the hallway. (laughs) Pulls an entire stud out of the wall for some reason. (laughs) I wasn't sure if I had ever disliked anyone quite as much as that pointless, insignificant boy, Edward thinks. (laughs) Bella tells Charlie he's just a friend. And Charlie's like, well, you're too good for all of them anyway. Wait till you get to college. And she's like, cool, sounds good. Oh, man, Charlie, you have no idea what you're in for, buddy. But Charlie's thinking about the dance, right? Tonight's the dance. Everyone else is at the dance. Oh, that's it what is he was, tonight, huh? That's what he was He's thinking He's remembering of. when he went to the dance mm-hmm. with whoever. Some person. <laughs> <laughs> but neither Bella or Edward. They're like, they don't even it. know there's a dance at the high school tonight. <laughs> um, Bella does a, a slow walk up the stairs um, to make it seem like she's very sleepy. And so Edward heads into her bedroom. <laughs> Edward. Because it would hardly be in line with her wishes for Charlie to find me here half-dressed, eavesdropping. (laughs) Charlie says, night, honey. She says, see you in the morning, Dad. He could just button up his shirt. (laughs) He could go put on one of Bella's sweaters. (laughs) The green one would fit him. That's true. (laughs) 
Um, so Edward goes into her room while she's walking up the stairs and he looks at the rocking chair and he's like, I don't want to sit there. That's where I sit when I'm trying to hide. <laughs> but I want her if to. she comes in, she won't see me. <laughs> she never has before. <laughs> um, so he decides to lay across her bed in the most obvious place in the room where there could be no hint of trying to disguise my presence. <laughs> and if you guys listen to our interview with Stephanie, she said that this was one of the hardest things for her to write, was to figure out why exactly Edward would be laying across <laughs> Bella's bed. Because she felt like it seemed inappropriate uh-huh. in Twilight. All yes. of a sudden, she was like, wait a minute, why is he doing that? Why is he on her bed? <laughs> it's not an Edward thing to do. Yeah, so there you have it. Edward's like, I knew that she would be, <laughs> that her scent would engulf me here. Um, but he likes it. Mm-hmm. He likes it. Bella walks into the room, <laughs> slams the door behind her, and then runs on tiptoes to the window. <laughs> Bella's room is not big. <laughs> she doesn't even glance at Edward. <laughs> I'm sure she has to kind of the walk around like her bed to get to bed. the window. She shoves it open, leans out, and is like, Edward? <laughs> he literally said, I lay across her bed, the most obvious place <laughs> in the room, where there could be no hint of trying to disguise my presence. <laughs> and she runs past him. <laughs> Bella, you're the cutest. I, too, would not expect Edward to be laying in my bed, though. I get why that was not even, like, on her radar of places to look. <laughs> I guess. He laughs at her and says yes. <laughs> and she does a pirouette, almost falls over, grabs her throat. <laughs> um, slow motion slides down the wall uh, until she's on the floor. So dramatic. And Edward's like, oh, it seems as though everything I do is wrong. <laughs> he says, I'm sorry. And she's like, I just need a minute. got to restart my heart. So then Edward moves very slowly and moves up to sit like a human on the bed. Um, Bella starts to smile. Mm-hmm. And Edward's like, oh, those lips. Uh, They're too likes, far away from me. Right? And she likes the look of him in that bed. Mm-hmm. And so he leans over and picks her up and plops her on the bed beside him. Only an inch of space between us. That's much too better. Much. That's too much space. <laughs> uh, he puts his hands on hers. And asks her to sit with him and asks about her heart and how it is. And she's like, I don't know. You tell me. You hear it better than I do. The weather is still nice outside and the moonlight is coming in through the window. Mm. And Edward's like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is incredible. He hears Charlie open and close the front door. And he's like, I wonder what he's doing. He's not leaving. He hears a creak of metal and a clink. And <laughs> Edward, this is the most uncharlie thing that Edward ever told this me about. This is when Char- Charlie is Chuck. Mm-hmm. This is a Chuck moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Edward then is surprised to find that Charlie is taking apart part of Bella's truck <laughs> so that she cannot escape. I don't like it, Chuck. Seems sketchy, sir. <laughs> Edward almost says something about this to Bella, but then Bella's like, can I have a minute to be human? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. She tells him to stay, and he's like, oh, (laughs) no problem. 
yes, ma'am. And he turns into a statue and she leaves. Well, she has to get her things from her yeah, bedroom because to take can- to the bathroom. Because she is only staying at Charlie's house. Apparently. She doesn't live there. They're, it's a dorm for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she has to take her stuff to the bathroom every I guess it's just like her clothes. She would have to take her clothes, maybe. I guess. I guess when you're when you're a teenager, you take your clothes to the bathroom so you can get dressed. For After. some reason, from Twilight, I think I remember her getting all of her supplies. Yes, though. no, she did. Mm-hmm. She got her like whole bag of toiletries. <laughs> yes, which like isn't don't you have a shelf in the bathroom? As if Charlie has anything more than <laughs> shaving cream in that cabinet. Literally, <laughs> he wonders if this is like her trying to prove to Charlie that she's still here, but it doesn't work because Charlie's still outside. But he comes back in, and he can tell that Charlie is surprised to hear the shower. While he's waiting for Bella, he looks over her small media collection. <laughs> <laughs> and we learn that Bella is a paperback-only kind of girl. I know. And that the only hardback she had was probably too new to be available in paperback yet. Which is the mysterious copy of Tooth and Claw, <laughs> of which is the only book Edward has never read. We're going to have to do Tooth and Claw for uh, Remember This. <laughs> Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Good, good point. Or just like part of our Twilight mm-hmm. like series. Yeah, when we finish Breaking Dawn, we'll go back and read all of Bella's favorite books. Oh, man. <laughs> I do not think I could do that, to be honest. <laughs> Seems rather hard. He starts to read it a little bit and notices that Bella's taking a while and wonders if she's trying to avoid him. But he's like, no, it's fine. Whatever. Just let her do her thing. And he says that the book was both strange and charming. (laughs) And he knows that that's why Bella likes it. (laughs) Uh, Bella comes out. He puts the book back on the shelf. He's on page 166. Edward Bragg. (laughs) And goes back to being a statue. Um, But Bella doesn't come back into the bedroom. She goes downstairs. And she tells Charlie goodnight again. And Charlie, still confused, just says goodnight, Bella. (laughs) and then she runs back up the stairs opens the door slams it shut and is very happy to see edward simply where she left him she smiles at him he smiles back at her she then is like oh shit i'm wearing my holy pajamas (laughs) Um, nothing cuter bella nothing cuter awkward so cute and Edward's like, oh, I get it. She's not scared of me. She's shy. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, he tells her nice. And <laughs> she frowns at him and he goes, no, it looks good on you. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, she's got that wet hair around her shoulders and her <laughs> face is all glowing in this moonlight. Oh, no. I don't think there's a word to describe how beautiful she is. Delicious. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> uh, she just says thanks and goes and sits by him again. Uh, cross of a leg, knees touching Edward's knees. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Edward is like, what was all that for? And she's like, oh, Charlie thinks I'm sneaking out. And Edward's <laughs> like, oh, why? <laughs> she's like, apparently I look a little too excited. <laughs> Uh, Edward pulls her face up towards him and towards the moonlight, I should say, to better examine it. And but then, you know, he's touching her face and he can't think of a joke to say. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hair says, actually, you look very warm. Oh, my gosh. And then they do another cheek-to-cheek press. And Bella's like, it seems to be much easier for you now to be close (laughs) to me. And Edward's like, does it? (laughs) Everything from here on out is my favorite, like, these two. I I, I love this. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Edward... Edward thinks about how he still has to be very, very careful about every single movement that he makes. And he can never stop thinking about exactly what he's doing with his body. And says that it takes up quite a bit of his mental capacity. But he has lots of space to spare. And (laughs) that having to think about this doesn't ruin the moment for him. He moves her hair and presses his lips against her soft skin just beneath her ear. Oh, wow. (laughs) Bella is freaking out. (laughs) And then he just continues the exploration of her moonlit throat. I just really want to thank Stephanie Meyer for writing this chapter. (laughs) It's really good. She tells him that she's been wondering about something, but then she can't finish her sentence because <laughs> he's just touching her dipping all over my the place. My fingertips dipping into the hollow above the bone. He's like right on her collarbone. Oh, gosh. And so he's like, yes. And she's like, why do you think that it's so much easier for you? And he just tells her mind over matter. <laughs> and she leans away from him. And he's like, oh, no, what did I do? Was I too inappropriate? (laughs) And he waits for her to say something, but she just stares at him, heart a flutter, like she just ran a marathon or was very frightened. And he's like, did I do something? And she's like, no, you're driving me crazy. You're turning me on. (laughs) And he's like, really? (laughs) And then he's like, oh, her heart is thrumming away, not in fear, but in desire. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh no, now I too have the desire. <laughs> it was ch- sent the electric pulse in my own body into overdrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool thing to say, Edward. Yep. Um, he smiles, she smiles, and she's like, would you like a round of applause? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> And then Edward has the audacity to think, did she think I was so sure of myself? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, she does. He says, there are many things that I excelled at, most of them due to my extra human abilities. I knew when I could be confident this was not any of those times. Listen, mister. <laughs> you, uh, he just really, to her, seems perfectly in control. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm very surprised I never imagined anything like this. I didn't think I would ever find someone I wanted to be with in another way than my brother and sisters. Brothers and sisters. And then to find, even though it's all new to me that I'm good at it, ah, being with you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bella's like, you're good at everything. And he shrugs. And then Bella's like, well, but how is it so easy now when... This afternoon. Honestly. You did that whole run around the meadow thing. Remember the tree checking? (laughs) And then Edward's like, even though we were more in sync now than we'd ever been, I have to remember that her afternoon in the meadow and my afternoon in the meadow had been quite different experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
Um, she would never know the kind of changes I'd gone through, even despite our new intimacy. I knew I would never explain to her exactly how I'd gotten to this place because she could never know what I had allowed myself to imagine. You can tell her you wanted to kill her. She won't care. She literally won't. She'll be like, that's fine. You didn't. You like me that much? <laughs> that you would kill me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he tells her it's not easy and it never would be easy. Um, that it would always be painful. But um, this afternoon I was still undecided. I'm sorry about that. It was unforgivable for me to behave so. <laughs> and Bella says not unforgivable. He says, thank you. And he's like, well, here. So I didn't know that I was strong enough until I decided I was strong enough. And then I just was strong enough. <laughs> Sometimes you know? that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's like, so there's no possibility now. And he goes, mind over matter. She's like, well, that was easy. <laughs> he goes, easy for you. <laughs> yeah, no. And then he boops her right on the nose. So cute. Then Edward suddenly has an anxiety attack. He truly does. Out of He's nowhere. Like, Boop. Oh, God. <laughs> Existential crisis. And she's just looking at him like, I love you. Mm -hmm. And he is losing it. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying, but if it gets to be too much, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to leave. Is his hand, his finger is still on her nose while he's saying this. <laughs> I froze. think if it becomes too much, I will be able to leave by hope. <laughs> She's gone cross-eyed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her it'll be harder tomorrow because he's been smelling her all day. <laughs> and if he's away from her for any length of time, he'll have to start over again. And she leans in towards him and then leans back. <laughs> and she just says, well, don't go away then. Yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Love it. Edward has to <gasps> take a breath here. Stop the panic. And he's like, does she know what that means? Does she, does she know that that's exactly everything that I want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he smiles at her and he says, that suits me. <laughs> Bring on the shackles. I'm your prisoner. And Edward's like, you know, they could bind me in iron or steel or some stronger alloy yet to be discovered. And none of that would hold me the way one look from this fragile human girl could. Oh, no. <laughs> Bella's like, wow, you're very optimistic today. <laughs> and he's like, I suppose I do. <laughs> that old grouchy person I used to be is entirely other. No. Never met him. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, isn't it supposed to be like this? The glory of first love and all that. It's incredible, isn't it? The difference between reading about something, seeing it in pictures, and experiencing it. Oh, stop. And Bella's like, yeah, it's more f forceful. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells her about his jealousy. <laughs> Whoops. And he's like, I have thought I knew jealousy really good. I've read about it a bajillion times. I've seen a bajillion plays about it. I've heard all of you humans think about it constantly. Thought I understood it. But then, do you remember that day Mike asked you to the dance? <laughs> she's like, wait. Is this where she's like, the day that you started talking to me again? Uh -huh. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yep. And he was like, I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't know what you were thinking or why you refused him. Was it just because of your friend? 
happened. I tried not to care. And then the lines started forming and I waited very anxious to hear what you would say. And I was very <laughs> relieved when you were annoyed by everyone, but I couldn't be sure. And so that was the first day that I came here. <laughs> and then that Bella's was a like, long time ago. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> was it two weeks? Because, um, or was it just one week? Because the dance is tonight. Mm -hmm. So, and I know Mike waited a long time because mm -hmm. he didn't want to, because it was a girl's choice. Right. <laughs> all those it's boys, been like 10 days. All those days. boys asked her even though it was girl's choice. And it was a week away. They're okay, so dumb. Okay, okay, Poor, it was just all the boys that hadn't already been asked yeah. by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> or they were asked and they were like, hold on, I'll answer you later today. I got to go check something out first. Imagine. Wild. So it was like a week and a day. Yeah, because I think there was another <laughs> weekend in between, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He tells her that he was... <laughs> <laughs> he was going through it the whole time she was asleep, trying to decide <laughs> what was right and what was ethical and what he wanted, what she wanted, what was moral. Oh, Edward. <laughs> if he could ignore her or if he should leave or if she'd say yes to Mike. Regardless, <laughs> I was very angry. <laughs> it made me angry. But then, Bella, as you were sleeping, you said my name. He says, looking back, it seemed as though those brief seconds were the turning point, the divide. Though I had doubted, doubted myself a million times. <laughs> That's sure literally, literally a million. the only thing he did in that in that interim was doubt himself. Was doubted oh, millions <laughs> of times. Once I heard her call to me, I'd never had another choice. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. He tells her that she spoke so clearly that at first he thought that she was awake, but then she rolled over and. He knew that he could ignore her no longer. But jealousy, man. Way more powerful than I would have thought. And irrational. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just now, We've talked about this before, Edward. It's why people <laughs> kill people. Just now when Charlie said that boy's name, ooh, <laughs> wanted to punch him into the wall again. And I was like, oh, I should have known you were listening. Edward thinks to himself it wasn't really an option not to hear anything that happened that closely. <laughs> But she should tell Bella. I think that'd give Bella some peace of mind. I mean, honestly, it's not like he's like cup on door listening. Like he just can't help it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, wait, that made you feel jealous though? <laughs> and he's like, I'm new with this. Everything feels a lot because it's new. And Bella's like, but for that to bother you, after I have to hear that Rosalie, the most beautiful human <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life, was meant for you, how can I compete with that? No, Edward is too nice, and he won't tell Bella how repulsive he finds Rosalie. Yeah, he gags every time he looks at her. <laughs> Disgust. <laughs> that word will never not be with me and Edward and Rosalie. <laughs> And Edward's like, as if jealousy were rational enough to weigh out the physical attractiveness of the third parties. <laughs> um, he just tells her there's no competition. Mm -hmm. And then he pulls her in close and, and tucks her in. His shirt is still open. Because yep. <laughs> her cheek is searing uh, right against her, his skin. <laughs> this is when I was reading it and I realized. I didn't realize in those two other times where he said he was half naked, that he was still half naked. This is when I read it and I was like, OMG, is his shirt still open? <laughs> Certainly is. Why close it? 
why why clothes <laughs> why clothes at all mm-hmm. and Bella's like I know there's no competition that's the problem and Edward's like listen Rosalie <laughs> is beautiful in her way but <laughs> he thinks to himself um, it was unnatural heightened it was <laughs> a natural heightened thing sometimes more disturbing than attracting <laughs> <laughs> he looks at her and he's like, Ugh. "What an alien!" Oh my gosh, that's not normal. <laughs> that's not right. Jeez. <laughs> mm. But he tells her, even if she wasn't like a sister to me, and even if she wasn't with Emmett, she could never have one tenth, no, one hundredth of the attraction you hold for me. For almost ninety years, I've walked among my kind and yours, all the time thinking I was complete in myself. Not realizing what I was seeking and not find anything, finding anything because you weren't alive yet. Why don't we record on a bed so I can just lay down when I read things Ooh, like this? We simply, just we need lazy boys is the true. <laughs> Every time I read something like that, I go, kachunk. Recline the chair. I hate that it kachunks every time. It does kachunk for sure. I know because I have two lazy boys Literal lazy boys in my living room. What am I? Am I an old lady? They're ugly even. They're green. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Bella's like, well, that's hardly fair. I haven't had to wait at all. Why should I get off so easily? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I should definitely make this harder for you. Here's the thing. Bella, you did not get off easily. <laughs> you you earned this. Honey. You did. Think you of your life. <laughs> He tells her, you only have to risk your life every second you spend with me. That's surely not much. You only have to turn your back on nature and humanity. What's that worth? <laughs> and Bella's like, meh, don't care. <laughs> but then Edward thinks about Rosalie and how Rosalie has thought of thousands of different things that she has lost. And he just tells Bella, well, not yet. Yeah, but that's her reality, not Bella's. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> then Bella was pulling away from him again. And so he looks at her, and he he notices <laughs> that she is looking a little doubtful and awkward. Maybe there's some worry here. And she's like, what? But before he could say anything, Edward was on the move. <laughs> the chief! <laughs> <laughs> he just... Runs to the corner. Do you think this gave her PTSD from the meadow? Honestly, <laughs> He's like, lie down. <laughs> He's surprised she didn't notice Charlie's footsteps up the stairs. Um, but to be fair, Charlie was trying to be sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> so Bella dives under the quilt, curls into a ball. Charlie is hand on the doorknob, creaking it open. And Bella takes a very deep breath. <laughs> this is the most um, Ferris Bueller that Bella gets. Charlie looks in and he's like, huh. So he closes the door, goes to bed, closes his door, whatever. And so Edward goes back to Bella. And she's still doing her deep breathing. <laughs> and Edward's like, it's a good thing Charlie didn't watch for more than like two seconds because he definitely knows she was faking it. And, um, well, you know, Bella's already in her bed under her covers. Okay. Maybe I should just 
gets into the bed and slides under her quilts with her. What? Edward. I'm sorry. You guys know me. Be prepared. The whole rest of this chapter, I cannot handle myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of control. This chapter to me, personally, almost is like more intense than the leg hitch chapter Hmm. because it is their first real true intimate moments together plus the conversation they have is solid Mm -hmm. solid gold yep and he says you're a terrible actress and that she should not consider pursuing that career (laughs) and she's just like her heart (laughs) is like gonna pound out of her chest literally spooning me under the cover (laughs) in my bed (laughs) i'm the little spoon (laughs) she snuggles in though and sighs (laughs) and edward's like i wonder if she'll fall asleep but probably not because her heart sounds like she's gonna die (laughs) Uh, he starts to hum her song to her and bella doesn't say anything but she he can tell that he's he can tell that she's listening very carefully <laughs> to him. <laughs> yes, that's why her body went tense. Mm-hmm. Edward mm-hmm. asks if he should simply sing her to sleep. And Bella's like, yeah, right. As if I could sleep As with you here. I could outsleep you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> He's like, well, you do it all the time. And she's like, yes, but I didn't know you were here and you were not under my covers with me. <laughs> Um, Edward's happy that she's still mad at him about that because he definitely deserves some kind of punishment. Um, but she still stays curled up with him, so whatever. Any punishment that he can be in bed with Bella is fine <laughs> enough with him. So then he asks her, so if you don't want to sleep, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Well, okay. <laughs> and he's like, is sleep like food? <laughs> <laughs> Am I keeping her from something important? Goodbye, Edward. Good Did you learn nothing bye. ever? <laughs> yes, humans literally need sleep to live. Oh, <laughs> Edward. <laughs> and she's like, if I don't want to sleep, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you want to do then? And he's like, will she tell me if she's tired or will she just pretend like she's fine? Okay. Literally, she will always pretend. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Always pretend. Bella considers this for a a moment. And then she's like, well, I'm not sure. (laughs) And Edward's like, I wonder what she thought about asking me for. I'd been very forward in joining her like this, but it felt oddly natural. Did it feel that way to her or just presumptuous? <laughs> Did it make her like me imagine more? Is that what she'd thought through for so oh long? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and even though they're both thinking about the same thing, neither of them will be like, what? <laughs> He just says, tell me when you decide. (laughs) As if she would ask you for anything ever. While she's thinking, though, he just decides to lean on forward and do a brush of the face against her jaw. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. And he thinks about how nice she smells, of course. 
And she's like, I thought you were desensitized. And he's like, just because I'm resisting the wine doesn't mean I can't appreciate the bouquet. <laughs> okay. If you know what I mean. Okay. You simply smell mouth-watering, he says. <laughs> it's like when I, dr- when I like, smell Dr. Pepper. Right? Because I yeah. don't drink Dr. Pepper anymore, but it's like... The smell. Mm. Uh, Bella is a very loud swallow. (laughs) (laughs) What? And she's like, oh, of course. It's an off day when I don't get somebody telling me how edible I smell. Oh, honey. (laughs) Edward laughs. They hang out for a sec. And then she's like, I have decided what I want to do. And Edward waits eagerly. (laughs) But Bella, of course, just says, well, tell me more about you. <laughs> Edward's like, all right, this isn't interesting, but she can have whatever she wants. He says, "Ask me anything," and she asks, "Why he does it? Why do you just not kill people? Seems easiest. I'm glad that you don't, but why?" And he's like, "Oh, good. This is something good for her to know, because, well, you see, <laughs> just because we have we are vampires doesn't mean we have to be vampires. You know, we can rise above it." Okay. Uh, try to retain whatever essential humanity we can. Bella doesn't say anything. He asks if she fell asleep, and she goes, nope. I really think that's beautiful. Sorry, I want to, like, he says, you see, just because we've been dealt a certain hand, it doesn't mean that we can't choose to rise above it, to conquer the boundaries of a destiny that none of us wanted. Try to retain whatever essential humanity we can. I really do think that's beautiful. That's, like, really true for like everybody Mm -hmm. just because you were like born under certain conditions or a certain situation doesn't mean you have to always stay that way yeah like i mean challenge the norms (laughs) right figure out what works best for you i like that it's beautiful sorry that just like i remembered that that really (laughs) struck me when i read it you're good um edward's like is that all you wanted to know about and she's like well not quite and he says, well, what else do you want to know? And she's like, well, why can you read minds and Alice see the future or whatever? Why does that happen? He's like, well, Carlisle has a theory. <laughs> he thinks that we all bring our strongest human traits with us into the next life where they are intensified, just like our minds and our senses and our bodies. <laughs> uh, he thinks that I must have already been sensitive to the thoughts of those around me. And that Alice must have had some precognition wherever she was. And Alice, and Bella's like, well, what did everyone else bring then? And Edward's like, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> of course. Uh, Carlisle definitely brought his compassion. Esme brought her ability to love passionately. Emmett brought his strength. Rosalie. <laughs> well, I can't tell Bella that it was her beauty. <laughs> She's already feeling a little jealous. And her tenacity, definitely. (laughs) Surely this was true as well. But Jasper is very interesting. Um, He was quite charismatic in his first life and able to influence those around him to see things his way. Now he is able to manipulate the emotions of those around him, like calming down a room of angry people or exciting a lethargic crowd. It's a very (laughs) subtle gift. And then Bella's like, well, where did vampires begin? And Edward's like, where did anything begin? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Edward is having a crisis of faith. (laughs) I mean, you know, Carlisle, (laughs) he thinks that 
God created the killer whale and the baby seal, so why not create vampires and humans? <laughs> and Bella's like, okay, so I'm the baby seal. And Edward's like, yep. And then Bella, she moves around a little bit, and Edward's like, is she uncomfortable? <laughs> but now she just snugged in a little deeper. Oh. Starts to fall asleep a little bit. So he's like, are you ready to sleep, or do you have more questions? <laughs> and she's like, one or two million more only. He's like, that's okay, we have tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. Oh, Edward. <laughs> and then he goes, if she wished it, there was actually very little time we would need to be separated. <laughs> that's true. Did she feel the shattering joy, too? Ugh, a dream. She's like, are you sure you won't vanish in the morning? And he says, I won't leave you. Very Bella to imagine that this isn't real at all. Uh-huh. So this is <laughs> just all made concussion? up. Yes. <laughs> um, she has one more question then. And she <laughs> pauses. He hears her heart start to move jaggedly. And <laughs> the room gets a little warm again from her blood. Oops. And he's like, what is it? And she's like, nope, never mind. Nothing. <laughs> he's like you can ask me anything and she just is a heartbeat and a groan and he's like please tell me what you're thinking she's he's imagining that she's like afraid Mm -hmm. like what could she possibly still be afraid to ask me (laughs) it's not what you think no and she's like well i'm glad you can't read my (laughs) thoughts it's bad enough you hear me sleep talking and he goes, strange that this would be her one objection to my stalking. <laughs> he says, please. And she shakes her head. And he says, if you don't tell me, I'll just assume something much worse. And she doesn't say anything. And then he just says, please. <laughs> and she says, well. And he says, yes. <laughs> and she says, you said that Rosalie and Emmett will get married so- married soon. And Edward's like, did she want an invite? (laughs) (laughs) No, Edward. She's like, is that marriage? (laughs) Marriage. Marriage. The same as it is for humans. Mm. Edward still doesn't quite get it. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, yeah, I have to remember that most of the time when her heart is pounding like this, it has nothing to do with fear. It's usually attraction. Also, okay, yes, this is back to where we were. I did climb into bed with her. It's normal for her to be thinking about this. Yep, Edward. It's like, is that what you're getting at? (laughs) No, she's, Edward, she's asking about marriage, Marriage. not marriage. Marriage. Edward really wants to just kiss her, but (laughs) figures now is not the time. (laughs) The electricity is rioting. (laughs) He tells her, yes, it's much the same. Most of those human desires are there, just hidden behind more powerful desires. Oh. To which <laughs> she says, oh. <laughs> she doesn't say anything else. And he's like, was there a purpose behind your curiosity? And she's like, well, I did wonder about you and me someday. So I I used to, f- I used to get frustrated or, or like wish that they would talk more openly, but reading on this I'm like no this is the right question for her to ask this is the first night that they're being intimate with each other this is the first time that they're literally in bed together she's right to be asking she's so smart I love Bella you guys 
anybody who wants to talk bad about Bella, send them to me. Bella is so good and wonderful. Like she's she's like she wants to be sensitive to him and herself. She's embarrassed also, but she's asking the question immediately. The first time they're ever together in bed, she's asking him if it would be possible to have sex. And he knows that's what she's asking. And even though she, you know, she's kind of like skirting around the word, she is asking. I love that. It's great. And Edward really wishes that he had a different answer. And he says, (laughs) I don't think that that (laughs) I avoided the word sex because she did. Right. Would be possible for us. I I also love that he's like, okay, so we don't, I just don't want to make her super uncomfortable and make her heart like pound out of her chest. So I'm not (laughs) going to say the word sex. He's not afraid of saying the word sex. He just is being nice to her. Yeah, he's taking her lead and using Ugh. the words that she's using. How? Just please have everybody listen to us just so that they can <laughs> learn that Edward's not a creep and Bella's not stupid. Yeah, that's simply all we're here for. Honestly, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's like, well, is that because it would be too hard for you if I was that close? And Edward just starts <laughs> thinking about having Bella that close. Stop imagining mm. it right now, sweetie. And he says, certainly that's a problem, but that's not what I was thinking of. Bella, you are very soft and so fragile. I have to mind my actions every moment that we're together so I don't hurt you. I could kill you quite easily, Bella, simply by accident. If I was too hasty, if for one second I wasn't paying enough attention, I could reach out meaning to touch your face and crush your skull by mistake. (laughs) I could never, never afford to lose any kind of control when I am with Mm. you. Yep. And Edward's like, this is fine for me to talk about. It's way easier for me to say that I would break her body (laughs) rather than that I want to drink her blood. Uh, (laughs) It is true, though, because that's like something he can't really help. Mm -hmm. He can't help that he's so much stronger than her. Yep. He wants to be able to help that he wants to literally (laughs) (laughs) caprice on her. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, now I'm just like, okay, you know how little kids are like, look, I have a full Capri Sun, but they've just filled it up with air and then they like shake it and they, you know, they like squirt it and nothing comes out. Do you think that they could do that to a human? Like, so they suck it back. and then they blow air in and then they can like, sc- never mind, delete everything I just said <laughs> from the podcast. That was disgusting. <laughs> Oh I'm gosh. disgusted with myself right now. <laughs> Bella thinks about this for a long time. And he's like, oh, no, did I scare her? And so he's like, are you scared? And she's like, no, I'm fine. And I sat there for a while. And Edward's like, even though we kind of already talked about this, even though she brought this topic up, I'm still kind of curious. And so he, he asks her, um, have you ever dot, dot, dot? And she's like, no, of course not. <laughs> um, I've never felt like that about anyone else, not even close. And he's like, oh, I know. I just know that uh, love and lust don't always keep the same company. Mm. And Bella's like, well, they do for me. <laughs> and Edward's like, okay, well, I knew that we both loved each other, but now that we both lusted after one another, it was going to make things more complicated. It only makes things more complicated because he's so much stronger than her. Like, it's actually so good and beautiful to love and lust your partner. It's Mm -hmm. really sweet that they really both feel that way about each other. (laughs) And Edward says, we have that one thing in common, at least. (laughs) Our virginity. (laughs) 
was like, oh, my God. And then Bella's like, well, your human instincts, do you find me, like, attractive? (laughs) And Edward is a big laugh, (laughs) as if there was any way he's not attracted to her. And what he thinks in his head is, was there any way in which I did not want her mind and soul and body, body no less than either of the others, I soothed her hair against her neck. And he just tells her, I may not be human, but I am a man. (laughs) But if he had told her just what he thought, Mm -hmm. like, that's what Bella wants. She wants, like, the romance. She she does. She is a romance reader. That's all she does is read romance books. That's why this is so important to her. And literally, imagine your boyfriend being like, I want you in every single way. I want your brain. I want your body. I want your blood. I want every (laughs) single thing about you. That's damn because he's just like i am a man so it's like okay well you just have like natural reactions to right people you're attracted it makes it to seem then. so clinical mm-hmm. like oh okay so you get a hard on no it's like he just wants every there's nothing about her that he doesn't desire mm-hmm. and crave i that's so beautiful <sighs> edward bella is a yawn and he's <laughs> like you should go to sleep and she's like i don't know if i can He's like, well, do you want me to leave? No. <laughs> He's concerned for a second that she knowed so loudly that Charlie would wake up, but Charlie's deep asleep. So he just pulls her closer to him and starts humming her song. And he can feel it when she falls asleep. And he's like, I don't ever need to move again. <laughs> I know that Bella will start like rolling in her sleep and I'll have to get out of her way. So don't wake her up. But for now, nothing could be more perfect. I was still unused to this joy, and it didn't really feel like something a person could get used to. I would embrace it for as long as that was possible and know that no matter what happened in the future, just having this one paradisical day was worth any pain that might follow. And then Edward, Bella whispered in her sleep, Edward, I love you. Uh, (laughs) Well, she did it. Stephanie Meyer wrote the perfect young adult love scene. Another perfect chapter. She did it. <laughs> she did it. Good job. Very good job. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I love you too, Edward Cullen. It's <laughs> really beautiful. So cute. What sweeties. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for another thrilling installment of Remember Midnight Sun. Incredibly thrilling. <laughs> We're happy to be back. Um, we probably won't be taking any more breaks until we finish Midnight Sun. No so way, no worries there. Yeah, dude. Hey, and remember, it's okay to talk about marriage with your boyfriend. <laughs> Even on your first date. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.